Hey guys, it's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. Might I remind you folks, uh, although Leon Tailoring is great for the tailor and ready-made clothes, they also have a good career services division for your young person, because before you know it, they'll be out heading off for interviews, for jobs, or for internships this summer, and you want to make sure your young person looks their best. You guys have invested a lot of time and energy and money in that college education, now it's time for it to start paying off, and Leon Tailoring can help you do it. They'll make sure your young person is dressed right for the right job, so they can make that right first impression. You know, I'm important that is so swing on by leon tailoring check out their career services division leon tailoring 809 north delaware downtown indianapolis how are you guys good seeing you again glad to get uh glad to be back good to start on the uh have a start the discussion about what 2023 will look like uh, in the summer study committees you know i think there's some weighty topics for the committees to look at and, and review and hopefully prepare for uh you know get us ready for another successful 2023 session lots of good things going on in indiana and uh this is just uh, another opportunity to build on it Mr. Speaker, there's a rally today and Mr. President Pro Tem uh, against high assessments and also high gas taxes. What are you guys doing to help Hoosiers on either front? Well, you know, the gas tax, uh, since he asked me here for the hard questions, I guess I'll start on this. The gas tax is obviously a topic of conversation across the state of Indiana for good reason. It's gone up very high, and uh, uh, we've got a lot of inflationary pressure in the economy right now. I can tell you for for myself, I can walk out of the store with the $100 worth of groceries and not need a cart to get it to my car. <clears throat> so... Uh, so that's across the board. Uh, with regard to the gas tax, uh, we've been talking about that. It's not a great, efficient way to help Hoosiers, I don't think, because, uh, first of all, if you take that uh, 32 cents off, if you're just talking about the gas tax itself, uh, who's to say that that is transferred from the gas station back to Hoosiers? It pro- last time it happened back in 2000, it wasn't, at least not all of it was, and they don't necessarily have to pass any of that, on, any of that savings on to Hoosiers. Uh, additionally, you've got people coming in from out of state who, pe- who use our roads and help to pay for them who would who would benefit from that as well as large companies so trying to get money back into the Hoosiers hands that's not a great way to do it um, you know we, we did about a billion dollars worth of tax cuts uh, this last session in income tax and the utility receipts tax that's a good way to help Hoosiers we've spent about 500 sent about 545 million dollars back to Hoosiers to the tune of 125 dollars those are the kind of things that we're trying to do to help Hoosiers across the state right now I, I agree with Senator Bray and I just say I, I we are always about sending more money back to Hoosiers, and uh, we're going to watch what the revenue forecasts and what the revenue comes in the next couple months. And if we have an opportunity to come back and do that, we will do it because uh, the Senator Bray noticed not just in in the gas, it's in uh, it's at the grocery store, it's your utility costs, everything's going up. And you know, it's a failed national democratic policies that have gotten us in this position. We want to help Hoosiers. We're going to look at ways to help targeted specifically at Hoosiers, not at those people like Senator Bray. They're using our assets, but wouldn't be paying to invest in maintaining them. Uh, so expect, who should expect any relief with respect to their property taxes with assessments yeah. going up and sort of through the roof, which means higher property tax bills? And are we just repeating 2008, 2009 all over again? Well, you know, we have the tax foundation rates. This is the number one uh, property tax state in the country. But that being said, look, we all have seen, I, I got my assessment the other day and, and uh, was surprised. And uh, so when we come back in 2023, that's going to property taxes is going to be the top of the list for us to look at. It's about we'll have to work with our local government partners who are the who are who receive the the tax the property tax revenue, and we'll work with our local government partners to figure out a solution. It's a big issue. 
to, to our constituents. We've heard it loud and clear, and we're going to make sure we that'll be the top of the list of things to deal with next year. Would you be open to a special session to try and figure out how to give Hoosiers some relief? There's even people in your own party that have called for it. Yeah, I think we I think we're open to special sessions on multitude of things. But uh, uh, again, we want to make sure that we're doing. You know, I think we don't want to create a reactionary politics to everything, and uh, we want to be thoughtful, think about long term how we address these things. Um, but but you know, again, I think. Senator Bray noted, we billion-dollar tax cuts last year, $545 million back in the hands of Hoosiers through the automatic taxpayer refund. We have a strong commitment to getting money back to Hoosiers, and we'll continue to do that. When it comes to special sessions specifically. uh, Have you asked the governor to call a special session when it comes to the gas tax issue? No, we've asked. uh, I mean, we continue to have conversations with the administration. And, uh, again, you know, look, I think there's a ton of economic uncertainty right now. You see it across all aspects of the economy. And we want to make sure that we act prudently and thoughtfully, that we just don't overreact. But, look, we're in a great position as a state, um, and and we want to make sure that we, we are targeted and thoughtful like we've always been about how we how we provide the relief to Hoosiers that we all want to see. When it comes to a special session on abortion access, Governor Holcomb hasn't responded publicly. What kind of discussions have you two had with Governor Holcomb? Yeah, we've been in conversation since the session about about that, and none of us know obviously what uh, what the Supreme Court is going to do. We got a sneak peek, but we don't know exactly what any opinion is going to say, and we don't know exactly when it comes down. So uh, uh, we've had those conversations with the governor. We sent a letter, as you guys have all seen, I know that. Uh, that is that if in fact Roe versus Wade is is reversed, you know we're a we're a, uh, a pro-life state and we'd like to take a look at that. And uh, so, but at that time, we really have to wait and see what that opinion says when it comes down. Are Could bills being drafted already? Conversations are going on. I haven't seen a bill draft at this point, but we're having a lot of conversations about what that might look like. But again, we really can't make any final decisions at all until we see what the Supreme Court says. Right. Is there any uh, discussion about a total ban on abortion here in Indiana? You know, there is a there is a discussion about a range of things that we might do from a total ban to if the Supreme Court just says that the Mississippi case is is approved, then do we, do we just go there? So there's uh, any number of places to land here. Do you think there should be exceptions for rape or incest? There's certainly part of the conversation. But do you Why think there should be? to do this immediately as opposed to in January? Well, you know, I think that the uh, the advocates for uh, uh, for um, uh, for life say that uh, you know there are a lot of lot of uh, babies out there that might be preserved or saved in, in the event that we do this quick, quick sooner rather than later. Are what about the Indiana social services? From it? Like, if they can't access abortion and they potentially die, what about that? What about uh, the it depends laws? on what the what the law looks like. Are Indiana social services prepared for the post roll? post-row baby bump? If, if, we, if we have the opportunity, we, we, we've made significant investments in supporting women's health. We absolutely will continue to build on those investments. We'll, we'll uh, continue to look at opportunities to support women and children. Uh, we recognize that you know we'll need to do more of that, and, and we'll make those investments. We are committed to, to helping women. Are those investments paying out? We have the third highest maternal mortality. You know, I think we've done the safety pin program. You've seen improvements in our infant mortality rate. There's a lot more work to be done, uh, and we'll just continue to keep making investments. Uh, you folks have created, created a couple of subcommittees to look at uh, marijuana, DLLT, DH9. 
What would be different with this study committee than one was done a few years ago when nothing really happened? Well, you know, I don't know if anything will happen or if they'll come to some specific resolution on this one, but it's important to inform ourselves on Delta 8 and Delta 9. I think a lot of uh, members of the General Assembly aren't overly familiar with what those products are, and I know that uh, most of the General Assembly probably isn't familiar, intimately familiar at least, with the uh, the pros and cons or the health benefits or the uh, the negatives that are uh, involved in Delta 8, Delta 9, and THC products generally. So I think it's really important that we have an understanding of that. Uh, you know, we, we uh, in Indiana have been slower to go that direction than states that are surrounding us, as you all know, And uh, uh, but we don't live in a vacuum, so we have to figure out where we are and where Indiana lands there, and I think this is going to be an important conversation to have this summer for uh, for where Indiana moves in the, in the coming years. Going back to the abortion question, what do both of you support, and what where do you think you can draw the line? What type of exceptions would you support? Well, first of all, we haven't even had a caucus discussion about it. But this issue has been an issue for Sure, and I think, you know, we've all been on record. We're pro-life. You know, the vast majority of our caucuses are pro-life caucuses falling in the line of, of exceptions for, um, you know, no exceptions, so exceptions for, um, um, you know, life of the mother, exceptions for rape and, and incest. So I think, you know, um, you know, I think the people are across that line. Again, if we have the opportunity across that spectrum, if we have the opportunity as a, as a caucus based upon a decision, we'll meet. Uh, but I, I think it's so important to actually see what the you know what what the what the court says before we start speculating on things. And sir, what are your exceptions? You know, so uh, again, I, I, I uh, I'll tell you that there's a spectrum that we may land on in our caucus, and we have to see where the Supreme Court lands. But the other thing I'll tell you is, regardless of where the Supreme Court lands, if we get called back early, if it's something that we end up having to do next legis next legislative session, assuming the Supreme Court. Uh, uh, opinion gives us some other opportunities. We're going to have a full vetting of that issue. We're going to have hearings. We're going to have people have the opportunity to come and weigh in and talk about uh, their perspective on it. And we're going to take all those things into consideration to see where we land. It seems like your question implies that we know exactly where we're going right now, and we simply don't. There's going to be a lot of conversations about that in the weeks and months ahead. On today's uh, veto right of the transgender bill, uh, is Indiana basically buying a lawsuit because other states that have tried something like this, uh, the courts have overthrown them and thrown them out? You know, I don't know. Um, uh, it, this is a policy that we feel is appropriate. We don't always shy away from those. We don't like to get the state of Indiana sued, but it happens from time to time. And it's a policy that uh, I think we can stand behind. Do you have any response to the governor's um, understanding that, there, that this issue is not actually an issue in Indiana? You know, I think that it's a... Uh, uh, I think it's a growing issue that has the potential for it to grow into the future. You know, this is just a matter of simple fairness that we want to make sure that that uh, uh, young ladies are able to compete in sports with young ladies, and that uh, that uh, uh, biological boys compete with biological boys, and that's that's really where it comes down. Has there been any cases of transgender girls beating out? natural-born women that you guys are aware of in the state of Indiana you, that encourage this? You've heard all the examples yeah. that I've heard. Um, when it comes to lawsuits, though, are we inviting one by only having a transgender woman banned and not a ban on transgender men competing? There's been some discussion about that, but again, I, you know, look, we, we protecting the, the uh, protecting girls sports that's what our focus of the bill is and and again we feel good attorney general I understand feels good about defending this if there is court action and and uh, we just think we believe it's the right public policy for Indiana. Former 
Indy Mayor Greg Ballard, he's a fellow Republican of yours, and he's been speaking out against your potential override of this veto, saying basically, in his view, it makes the state less attractive to new residents and businesses. What's your response to that? My response to that is if you look at the major economic investments that have taken place in the country, including what's going to happen in the next week in Indiana, uh, you know, they, they, they're going to states that have this law already on the books. And I think that is a uh, just a complete misrepresentation. And uh, uh, and uh, I hear that argument. And I just I would refute it with facts and look where all the major economic investments are going across the country. States that have this type of uh, of law already on the books. We have bomb sniffing dogs here this morning. Are you guys worried or concerned about anything happening today? I'm not. I think we're in good hands. State police is here and to make sure that everything of uh, the debate is uh, is orderly, substantive, and uh, I have full confidence that'll be the case. Did you ask them to be here? I did not. I didn't know. With the last couple months, with uh, since he passed the transgender bill, has there been any uh, lobbying by the governor or others? You feel any softening of support for? for this uh, within your caucuses? Any votes don't change today? I, I expect the vote will be about the same in the Senate. Our team's been resolute and, uh, um, you know, feel like it's the right thing for Indiana. It'll pass. It'll pass overwhelmingly. Did the governor try to sway any anyone that you know of or talk with you about it beyond his veto message? Oh, had some conversations with him about it. I think I made my position known. There were a lot of bills that uh, early, early in the session, folks, there were just a lot of bills that a lot of folks said were basically the fall toward our primary challengers. We still got primary challengers. You beat them mostly. Uh, what are your thoughts on just the whole last session and the whole primary challenger debate? Well, look, I thought, you know, we had an overwhelmingly successful uh, primary. I think Republican voters agree with what happens in the House Republican caucus. They believe with what we do. We we laid out our legislative successes over this past session, but Abdul over the recent years and uh, uh, overwhelmingly our team was was reelected back and we look forward to continuing that type of agenda uh, moving forward, continuing moving Indiana in the right direction. We got a tremendous amount of uh, success and we, we just need to continue to build on it. But I think, you know, it was resoundingly clear that the Republican voters agree with what, um, you know, what, what we're doing. Abdul, I'll tell you that with regard to that, you know, primary challenges aren't a bad thing necessarily. They bring issues to the uh, to the forefront that everybody has to talk about. And I know the, the House had more than the Senate had this year, but uh, I think at the end of the day, the voters decided that the people that are in office are doing a good job and trying to grapple with some really difficult issues. And they, they sent, by and large, most of them back into that position. But we don't generally shy away from uh, from those races. That's part of the democratic process. Agencies are starting to pre prepare budgets for next Next year, who is the Ways and Means chair, and when we announce it? <laughs> I'll let you know as soon as I know. So uh, that's not. No, look, I'm having conversations, and we'll continue to have conversations. Uh, obviously, as you, many of you know, have been around this building. I care a lot about that committee, and I have some experience with that committee, and uh, feel like we got a good group of people that are interested in it. And uh, you know, I'm talking to those people, and, and we'll make a decision as soon as I know. Y'all will know. Backing up the gas tax for a second, do I, do I understand you to say you're not opposed to a special session, you're not opposed to policy, but neither are you endorsing either of those things? Well, look, I, I don't want to act like, again, I don't want to be in reactionary politics, and so, you know, regarding the special session, Eric, what I was saying is, is that if, if 
and we always are in our first response is our caucus and Republicans is we want to get money back in the hands of Hoosiers. I want to make sure it's targeted towards Hoosiers and, and effectively, because again, some Hoosiers are dealing with problems with the gas pump, some are dealing with it at the grocery store, some are dealing with it in their energy costs. Um, you know, so, so you know, I, it, we're going to do it and we're going to, whether it's over the summer or in the fall or coming back next January, I just want to make sure it's a smart policy that gets us to where, you know, we get the money back in the hands of Hoosier taxpayers. And um, so that's what I, that's what I was saying. Was that by a review by the, well, the Ways and Means Chairman is, uh is in limbo at the moment. Is that by a review by you and Dr. Brown and, and the Senate? Yeah, I mean, I think we'll obviously be uh, part of those conversations, and uh, I think we all have some ideas about how we can return money uh, back to Hoosiers. You know, this last session, we paid a, you know, Put a million dollars back, a billion dollars back in tax cuts, 545 million to all that taxpayer refund. We also, you know, set us up to pay two and a half billion dollars down more until into our uh, teachers' retirement, uh, and and that sets us up because look, we also know all these inflationary pressures are going to be in the next budget too. You know, everybody's already coming to us. You know, the, the amount of the cost of road projects is up 50 percent in the last three months. You know, what we're seeing in bids. We're seeing, you know, um, state infrastructure projects, buildings, those types of things through the roof. I'm sure our educators will come forward and say they face, you know, inflationary pressure. So, look, I mean, there's a there, we have to be thoughtful. We want to make sure we're prudent. And we set us up not just for some, you know, temporary relief, but that it's done thoughtfully for the long term. Some of the state's economists have actually recently argued that the tax cuts aren't helping Indiana as much. Is there any thought of doing something different and not the same old, same old or? investing in social services or other programs around uh, the state. You know, there's, there's an opportunity to invest in lots of things, including some public health issues like uh, um, uh, uh, infant and maternal mortality, like uh, the speaker already mentioned. So those are incre incredibly important. But the idea of uh, uh, being bad policy to send money back to Hoosiers is something I'm always going to disagree with, and I think the speaker probably will as well. Do you have a preference either to reduce the gas tax or maybe suspend the sales tax on gasoline since that doesn't go necessarily to the roads, it goes to the states? General Conference in Indiana sent on what six billion dollars worth of you know, surplus right now. Again, I would I would much more be interested in making sure it gets the Hoosiers Abdul. Uh, I'm not really that excited about cutting the taxes of people in other states or driving through our state uh, and making sure that we deal with inflationary prices uh, increases across the board. So you don't want to help. All, all the Hoosiers that would be helped by that because every Hoosier would be helped for it. There's other ways to, to because be, of a small percentage of non-Hoosiers who also might get help. It's not a very small. Yeah, it's about 20 to 25 percent. And, and it's, it's also every number. company. And why would we not want to make sure we target it towards Hoosiers and, and, and giving it back to Hoosiers directly? And, and but the way you're talking about, they'd have to wait to get help till next year instead of helping them now when they well, are we hurting. Could, well, the same point. If we were to consider gas tax options, we could consider something like along the lines of what we did on the all-MAC taxpayer refund. So, I mean, I just want to make sure that what we do uh, impacts all Hoosiers, including those that don't drive a lot, you know, who those, you know, but they're going to the grocery store, seeing the increases in their utility costs and those types of things. The other, the other challenge you have is you talk about removing the gas tax, at least temporarily. We can't move it. We can't remove it forever because, you know, community crossings and all those programs would then go away. Uh, even if we do it temporarily, those would take a, a serious fiscal hit. But um, um, 
Well, the, the bottom line is that uh, there's there's other more efficient ways to help Hoosiers across the nation. We've done across the state, and we've done that already with uh, the automatic taxpayer refund and, and uh, the income tax uh, benefits. And just to clarify one final thing, people keep saying they would take a hit if we stop the gas tax, but isn't that the purpose of the surplus is that would cover those lost wages for the, or lost taxes for that couple month period? Uh, sure it can, but you know, the other question is, what do you do, what do you do in three to four months when you put it back on the books? Is, are the gas tax, is the gas price going to go down? No. You have a federal government that doesn't want the gas price to go down, so when do you, when do you reimpose it? So that, that, that would be problematic as well. And we have no way to ensure that those those taxes, the, the relief we provide, actually show up at the tax, gas pump because we don't set pricing. So, uh, but as Senator Bray just noted, I mean, I'm not sure the federal government has any interest. They don't seem to in, have any interest in increasing supply. So, guess what? We're going to deal with these, you know, uh, these high ga- gas prices, and and uh, uh, it's frustrating for me. It's fr- I, I paid 4.57 the other day. I didn't like it. I was as frustrated as anybody. Uh, and uh, and and you know, but I don't like going to the grocery store, and I don't like all the other places where you're seeing, you know, just in this you know, inflationary pressures. If we had a Republican president, would you have the same stance? I would hope if we had a Republican president, we didn't, we wouldn't have these economic policies. But would you have the same stance if this happened? Yeah, I'd want to give, I'll always have it. My stance has been pretty consistent through the years. As much as we can return money back to Hoosiers, I I will always be in favor of that. Thank you. Appreciate it. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.